When Parliament met in March 1604, Robert Cecil desperately needed it to raise new taxes to pay for King James's extravagances. But the King hijacked the opening day and set out his own programme, which was a union between Scotland and England and toleration for Catholics. Cecil's own programme, for a dull deal on taxes, was heard in complete silence. What followed that awful opening day was extremely complicated. MPs shouted that James's Scotsmen were weeds infecting the English soil. They were starving sheep plundering English fields. And as for his proposals to make life easier for Catholics, well, the Lords proposed a law to bring back all of Elizabeth's heavy fines on them, which James had so far suspended. The House of Commons wanted to outlaw the Catholics altogether. As the weeks went by, nothing was agreed and tension agonisingly escalated. The crunch finally came between the 19th and the 26th of May, 1604. Yep, as you've noticed, if you've been with us at the History Cafe, that's exactly the same week, a few yards up from Parliament, Robert Cecil began peace negotiations with the Spanish, and, hey presto, exactly the same week when, according to Cecil's official narrative, at a pub just a few yards further on, the gunpowder plotters were supposed to have met at the Duck and Drake and started planning to blow Parliament up. By the end of that week, 26th of May, it was obvious that Robert Cecil had completely failed in what should have been his main task for these months, to get cash for the king. It had been a fiasco. Never in the whole of Elizabeth's long reign had Parliament met and refused to vote any tax at all. On the 30th of May, 1604, James stormed into Parliament and delivered what was described as a savage speech. Fought en colère, as the French ambassador described it. Uh, it meant the king was extremely angry. Once James had finished, MPs returned to the House of Commons. Far from being cowed, they debated a strongly worded protest, which as good as told the king not to order them about. Historian Conrad Russell wrote that the events of that day mark, quotes, the catastrophic failure of Robert Cecil's attempt to raise an income for the king, a painfully vivid record of management which failed because it could only imperfectly manage the commons and could not at all manage the king. Well, Cecil's father, who had on the whole managed Elizabeth's parliaments brilliantly, must have been spinning in his grave. On the 7th of July, that's 1604, we're still in the year before the gunpowder plot was supposedly discovered, James stormed into Parliament for a third time. This time he wound the session up. James did not know, says Comrade Russell, what had hit him. There would be no new tax. Through gritted teeth, he assented to the harsh new laws Parliament wanted to impose on Catholics. But he called the MPs knaves and fools. I wish, he thundered, you would use your liberty with more modesty in time to come. James then walked out and told his council to ignore the consent he'd given for the new anti-Catholic laws. The new fines on Catholics would not be collected. The king prorogued Parliament until February 1605, but there was in reality no knowing when or if it would ever meet again. Now all of this puts the gunpowder story, which would flare up so dramatically at the next meeting of Parliament in 1605, into a completely different light. If the Parliament of 1605 again failed to vote any new taxes, the finances of James's profligate court would face collapse beyond reckoning. And it would all be the fault of Robert Cecil. During the long parliamentary fiasco of 1604, Cecil's already frail standing with James and his hostile entourage of earls 
had taken the worst imaginable battering. He'd been made to look ridiculous. Cecil would have to find some completely surefire, copper-bottomed, iron-plated, locked-down, fail-safe way to make those MPs do what he wanted whenever they next met, sometime in 1605, he hoped. So if we've caught your interest, and we hope we have, why not join us for The Complete Episode, which you can find on our website, historycafe.org and the usual podcast platforms. And we hope you will. Like a good cup of coffee, there are always dark and complex secrets underneath the frothy tub of events. It's finding another layer, always exciting. I'm John Rosebank. And I'm Penelope Middlebow. And we want you to join us at the History Cafe and join in the conversation. Yeah, we're interested in hearing your thoughts. Do contact us through our website, historycafe.org, or on social media at historycafepod.org.